My name is Mike, 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 Dark, 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 Dark. And I am Richard Wag, Wag, Wagner. We're back. All right, we're back. Another edition of Radio Waves took a week off after our big interview with uh, the biggies at Emmis. And we're, you know, we felt like we could take a week off after that. We needed people to digest the information. That's exactly right. So uh, we are back. We're going to cover two columns very briefly. The first column is the column from the 17th. A couple things in there, but we're going to skip over those and talk about the ratings because you did talk about the ratings and you're going to start doing a new thing with the ratings, right? Yeah. The main thing that I wanted to point out was the ratings are out monthly and I haven't really been covering monthly because, you know, if you go in depth, that's the full column and I didn't want to do that all the time. It would be kind of boring. But I did kind of figure, well, let's do the top 10. So my, my plan is to do the top 10 every month and then go a little bit more in depth about every quarter. And that'll make it better for us to be able to talk about those top 10 as well. Okay, so what, who are the top 10 this month? It was Coast, still beating everyone with a 6.8. K-Earth with a 4.9. shows how much Coast was dominating. This, by the way, is after the Christmas period. So the, or the holiday period, they call it officially. So it's post-Christmas music. So Coast 6.8, uh, K-Earth 4.9, The Wave 4.7, K-Big 4.6. Can someone still explain to me the difference between Coast and KBIG? My FM. <laughs> different name, different frequency, but same songs. Uh, KLVE43, KFI41, KFI being the top rated AM station in Los Angeles. Uh, Kiss FM with a 3.6, KCBS Jack FM 2.9, KLAX, KLOS, KNX, and KRRL are tied at 2.8. So that's the top 10 in L.A. Not much changes, does it? Pretty much Anything. the same thing, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I still look at it as, gosh, KNX, all that hype about their FM and bringing in new people and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not happening. It was those jingles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still can't get over that. But anyway, we, we, we digress. Let's talk about this week's column because you go into some real depth about the programming at specifically K-Rock, but uh, there's a little comparison going on between K-Rock and Alt. So lay it all out for us, Richard. Well, the main thing I was thinking of is where do people go for new music? And, you know, why are why is radio having such a problem attracting young people who would be the ones who would generally listen to new music? So the obvious answer is K-Rock. Because K-Rock is, you know, the new music leader, although we know from uh, from our great friend Dave Beezing that they are going more oldies. I wanted to find out how much they really go. So I happened to log on. I said, hey, this is kind of cool. I can log in and see all the songs they've played during a certain period of the day. So I just randomly picked. I was thinking, OK, mornings, that would be tough because that's the morning show. They may be doing something different. Don't want to do nights because that could be something different, too. You never quite know. You don't want to do weekends. So I just randomly picked a weekday, 3 to 5 p.m. And I found that the songs were from 2001, 1994, 2022, finally, 2000, 2018, 2010, 1989, 2009, 2001, 2022 again, 1992, 2016, 1997. Basically, K-Rock's an oldie station. Yeah, and not even that old. 
They don't even go back to the 80s, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I mean, you think about what oldies were at one time back when, you know, K-Earth, when they were in the 70s, were playing mostly songs from the 60s. So the right. 10 years back then was a big deal. Yeah. Different, you know, styles and stuff like that. But I was just kind of impressed that they only had about five songs in a two-hour period that were from anywhere from 2021 to 2023. Amazing. So I thought, okay, alt. Alt's going to be better, right? They're uh, LA's new alternative, using the same slogan <laughs> that they've used for, what, 10 or 15 years now. Uh, how are they? They have like two songs in two hours, roughly at about the same time. So, And I'm not putting them down. I actually liked all the songs. The songs are pretty damn good when you go sure. through this. Um, but it's not new music. And I do realize there's that talking point about it's new to the kids and things like that. Mm. Is new music being produced really that bad or are people just not being exposed to it? Is that the reason Spotify and uh, the music services like that are getting more and more kids to listen? And you do realize that Spotify is called radio by the users who listen to it. The teens and the young adults are calling it radio. That's their radio. Why are they going there instead of real radio? So my thought process was, well, K-Rock in some ways and Alt in some ways has too much to lose. They're established. They have a certain sound. You know, it's a risk. They're, they're owned by a big company that's unwilling to take big risks. But what about the old Tom Donahue idea where you call around to stations and back in the old days, it was easy. You call around whoever <laughs> didn't have a phone. Where I, I don't know if this is actually a true story, but it's the. It's well, that was that was the uh, that was the legend is that Tom called a station whose phone was disconnected. Yeah. If the phone was disconnected, then he'd go in person, pitch the thing to the thing and, and to the uh, owners and say, I'll, I'll run this station for you. We'll get it done. And that was the beginnings of FM progressive rock radio. Right. Why aren't we doing that now? How many stations are really that successful uh, outside of the top 10? You know, you, you do that you yeah. go to a top 10 list I just had, and you're already down into the low twos. That's uh, right. How many are really making money? How many are attracting new, new listeners? A lot of them have nothing to lose. You know, it doesn't matter if they're on AM or FM. There's just not that many high-rated stations. Why not take the chance? Why not call around? figure out which one is not answering their phones because they'll probably have the phone connected because it's basically free in these days. But yeah. who doesn't have anyone to answer it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they get a voice. If you get a voicemail, that's a good sign nowadays, right? Exactly. And I, I honestly don't think in spite of what everyone says, I do think the kids would listen to AM because look, I was, I actually was at the gym the other day and there were about five people there listening on their phones to music. And you're listening to basically a transistor radio sound if you're listening on sure. there. Why aren't you tr going through and coming out with something that would attract to younger people um, or even older people like us that want new music? Um, exactly. Coming up with a marketing plan like Jeff Smolian mentioned uh, in our wonderful interview with him. Um, it just seems to me like it's a no-brainer. So how come no one's doing it? No, you're right. What troubles me the most is what you said about how kids view Spotify as that is their radio, because they're missing out on all of those things we talk about, what goes on between the music. Yeah. 
and you don't get that on Spotify unless you have the non-premium service. Then you get a you get an ad every right. few songs, but you don't get anything between the music. No, and and so much of it is kind of predictable based off of algorithms. You're not going to hear the "Oh my God, I've never heard something like that before," uh, and that's what I want. Yeah, and and I have to tell you that sometimes. I like that feature about Spotify. If I want to listen to an act that I haven't listened to in a long time, I just go to uh, that act and they've got a, a playlist based on algorithms. So you get the, the top hits of that artist. So yeah. I like that feature about it, but it doesn't bring in any new music of any kind. It would be nice if you could kind of like have a station where you choose a few songs that you like and then it starts throwing up music that kind of pushes the edge and maybe similar style and it's new and a band you've never heard before and something like that would be kind of fun. That's yeah, the the only one that does that to some degree is Pandora. Have you ever experienced that? You put in a certain number of your favorite artists and then they do integrate other artists into it but most of the time it's other artists that are also old to me it's just unfortunate i just don't get why stations don't take chances because they really they honestly have nothing to lose what would you know klac they get their sports contracts and things like that but for the most part do they make any money on the regular format i doubt it yeah you're right speaking of sports i have one one quick thing i want to mention because next week's column is actually going to mention this so i won't go too in depth i just wanted to mention that uh, ken levine was the speaker at the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters Hollywood Media Professionals. That's right. And I had forgotten this, and this is our tie-in with our interview with Jeff Smolian. Um, Jeff hired Ken to do the Mariners broadcast. I had forgotten totally about that. Oh, wow. That was uh, done by choice. They wanted someone who could make the games fun. That is amazing. Too bad we didn't know that ahead of time. We could ask Jeff about Ken. We'll get we'll get all of them on again sometime. There you go. All right. That takes care of this week's Radio Waves. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for joining us.